God, that your name is high above cancer and arthritis, Father God. We just thank you that your name is high above all others, Father God, and that you're our Savior, and that because you're our Savior, we are healed and whole and redeemed. Father God, we just thank you and praise you, Father God, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Father God, we just thank you and praise you here, Father God, that your name is above all names. Hallelujah. write checks with his name. I want some healing. You know, I want, I want, he's a beautiful Savior. And he's, there's no, he never puts sickness and disease on you. He never puts anything bad on you. He doesn't cause the storms. He doesn't cause car accidents. He's not, there's no bad in Jesus. If there was, there would be sin in him and there is no sin. See, people think that Jesus, Jesus is the one who causes stuff. Not Jesus, but God, the, you know, Jesus, God, all the same. <laughs> but, but it's not him. And we, you know what, you, wherever you can fit this in, tell people it's not Jesus. Amen. See, the insurance companies say, you know, an act of God, it's not an act of God. That is not Floods are not. Who does it? The devil. And the sin that's in the world causes it to come to pass. He wouldn't put, create life in the womb and then, and then put some kind of a defect in that child. A lot of times, I mean, you'll see children without arms, be, and it was because of a stupid drug that was given to them when they were pregnant. And they're born, they're, there's a, a, a young man at uh, Iowa, at the church in Iowa, at Everly's church that we got to know really well. And his arms, he was born without an arm because of that drug. Can't remember which one it was. Thalidomide. But it, it could have been, all right. Really? Okay, well, he's, he's good. God is so good. And if we just depend on him, and he's just glorious, and worship him, you know, Emmanuel, there was no chance that God could be in us or with us. There was no chance till Jesus came. See, in the Old Testament, you couldn't even have Jesus come live in your heart. And even during the, the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there was no way. Jesus was on the earth getting prepared to go to the cross. And there was no way that, but he healed people to show that that's what would be part of it. Now remember, Jesus came just like we. He came as a man just like us, but he never, ever sinned. And now when you get born again, you've got that anointing in you that can operate like Jesus. Well, that's huge. <laughs> We got to know that you can operate like Jesus and we gotta get going and do it. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, we're gonna receive tithes and offerings. So uh, 
Okay, turn to uh, Genesis 4. Genesis 4, verse 1. as his wife and she became pregnant and bore Cain. Can you get that up there in the Amplified? Genesis 4. And she said, I have gotten and gained a man with the help of the Lord. And next she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper, a guardian of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the course of time, say the course of time, and I've given this before. Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions. And the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why do you look so sad and depressed and dejected? You know, depression is inward anger. If you do well, if you do well, if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do well, in other words, if you ask for forgiveness, and if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. And Cain said to his brother, let's go out in the field. And they were in the field, and Cain rose up against Abel, and he killed him. <laughs> ah, boy. Okay, so at the beginning it says, at verse 2 again, stick that up there again. Now, I know people say it was a blood offering. However, in Deuteronomy, and I can't think where it was right now, um, but uh, it says that people were to give their tithes and offerings, whether they were tillers of the ground or whether they were sheep herders. So you see, that was that's what Cain had, though. He was a tiller of the ground. But see, I mean, it, this has been taught a lot, and, and it is true. I mean, it's good put the blood of Jesus on things and stuff but it wasn't strictly because of that because see that's just an outward thing you know what I mean yeah. it's like what can I compare it with it's works yeah. Yeah. if you do it that way uh-huh. you know what was wrong his heart was yeah. wrong yeah. now okay and Abel was a keeper of the sheep but Cain was a tiller of the ground verse 3 and in the course of time. Well, you know what? I'm going to satisfy my own mouth with what I got out of my tilling or my garden. And I'm going to give him some leftover hard radishes. <laughs> because do you ever take hard radishes that were like the third planting? They don't taste good. <laughs> They're woody. But I mean, I always think of radishes or anything. I don't know why. But, but it's the truth. He gave him the leftovers. 
many times we say, okay, we get our paycheck. And then we say, oh, I'm supposed to give 10% of this. And we think, I'm going to pay all my bills first. I'm going to do all this first. I'm going to buy myself something first. You know, after all, I deserve this. You know what? You would get a much bigger present if you had given 10% right off the bat. And like I said, everything's paid for. We don't, I don't, you know what? But I mean, we're saving for carpet. I don't know. As we wait and wait and wait. Well, inflation got, okay. We don't go with inflation, do we? But, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and it's just because we can't figure out, find what we want. But, um, but this is so, it's, okay. If you start doing it, just try it. 10%, you will have more than enough in every single area. Do you not think that we have proved it after 40 years? Honestly, when we first became Christians, we didn't have much. We did not. Old cars, old everything, you know what I mean? We did have a house, but you know, that's, you know what? That house, we built it in 1970, started it, and it was $40,000 to build. And it has an acre and a half. <laughs> And now it's worth 300,000. <laughs> but, but so do you see, but what I'm talking about is take a chance. Take a chance. <laughs> prove him. I mean, it almost makes me sad because it says in Malachi, prove me now. Prove me. God says, just prove me. I I'm really nice. I, I mean what I say. <laughs> It almost brought tears to my eyes when I, when I, when I first read that. So see, sometimes we bring in the leftovers. Well, if I have anything left over, which might be, oh, I got 35 cents. <laughs> you know, honest to God. And um, and God, if He must be a liar in Malachi and in all the places where He's, because He gives. Oh my gosh, He's blessed us so much. It's just, and it comes from such unknown sources. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, um, he will do that for you too. But it's all a matter of heart. Because there's such a, the devil has spread around. And some pastors may be trying to get you. I don't, I don't, I don't want, but I don't care. It's all paid for. Amen. You know, there is money for the carpet, but I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> but anyway but he bought the firstborn and see he gave he said apparently something happened in the way God he presented it in the way God looked at him you could tell God was upset with him and uh, he said he gave him a chance if you do well what does it say in King? Yeah, if you do well Shall not, shall thou not be accepted? I'll accept you. I'll give you another chance. You know, and if you don't, it's a sin. Sin crouches at the door. I'm not telling you, Aeneas. I'm not. I'm not going to judge anything like that. But I'm just saying what the Bible said. 
And Cain said to his brother, see, and then that, that sin crouched and it turned into more sin, the sin of the very first murder. He murdered him in the field because he was jealous because God liked him, liked his brother better than him. Sometimes we are even jealous of people because they get promotions or they get to do this and they get to do that and they're blessed and you're not. Check, check yourself. Why? Why is that? It may be because, <laughs> because there's an area of not giving. There's an area that you need to change. And you watch, the blessing will come. It said in verse 10 that, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed by reason of the earth. See, he was cursed by reason of the earth, which is open his mouth to receive your brother's blood, shed blood. And when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. And you'll become a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth in perpetual exile, a degraded outcast. And then Cain says, well, I can't, oh, I can't bear this. And he says, well, I'll put a mark or a sign on you that no one would kill you. I mean, he still had compassion. God still has compassion on us. But that's it. You, you, know, you don't judge, well, okay, there's a speaker here, so you give more, you give a, a, a you know, Uh, God is speaking to whoever's speaking. And, and I'm glad I like to give spe the speakers a good offer. But, um, and I, I, I didn't tell you this, honest to God, you gave over $6,000 to Dr. I got a phone call from him the other day and he said, he actually said that he was refreshed. And he said that you're doing good work here. <laughs> and I'll keep praying for you for better work. It was, and I was, I know I was at practice for Ashley's wedding when he called. And uh, said my phone was off. I didn't even bring it. But, um, uh, and then that other couple uh, sent a couple of books that he had wrote free in the mail and then sent us another thank you card and he said the same thing he says we were refreshed they were refreshed so are we <laughs> so that was that was wonderful okay so ushers you can pass out the things but just remember God's a good God and what he says in his word oh he proved it yeah, what a mighty God we serve. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Ashley and Seth got married yesterday, and it was an anointed wedding. It really was anointed. She said, Seth, Seth, we're really married now. <laughs> it was so cute. I will say, and I don't want to, but 
I've always had her on my heart. She came when she was 13 or 14 years old, and she just wanted to come to church. She wanted to go somewhere to, where she could get to know God. And then she started bringing, actually, all of her bridesmaids, I remember them. <laughs> she would bring them to church off and on. And uh, they've been friends ever since. And, and then um, I remember once she said, would you teach us a little Bible study? It was in the summer. And I, yeah, I would come, I don't remember what day, but we would just come and sit out in the, in the hall there, or right in the, yeah, where the tables are, and, uh, and just have a little Bible study. She wanted them to be in the same place. She's got a hunger. People have the hunger for, for God. Yeah, and, and yeah, anyway. And here she was, then all of a sudden she showed up after three years of not seeing her. She graduated from high school. She showed up one Wednesday. And, uh, and then she started coming off and on again. <laughs> Hallelujah. But she's, uh, she loves God lots. So does Seth, our sweet people. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you that he's our Savior and he redeemed us. And wow, what a privilege it is. He lives in us. God is in us and he is with us. He's in us. Just think. You need to think on that or meditate on that sometime. He goes where you go. <laughs> and thank you, Father, for the ability to give into the kingdom of God, Lord. The kingdom that we really belong to, the only kingdom that's going to last. This is the only kingdom. All the kingdoms will be destroyed, but not this kingdom that we are walking in right now, Lord God. And we want to walk into every aspect of it and everything that you said in your word, Lord, because we know that you'll protect us and you'll bless us and the blood of Jesus will be around us and angels will be around us. So we praise and we thank you, Father, that you are, and you are not a man who should lie, but you are the Son of God. And what you said comes to pass. And what you say, have I, you said, have I not written it? And will I not perform it? So he will. What he says, he's not a man that should lie or a man that he would repent and change his mind. Oh, well, you know, I think, you know, I need some money up in heaven, so I'm not going to bless them with anything. He doesn't, he doesn't go against his word ever. And because we do, we think he does. See, but he doesn't. Just think about that. He said that he would bless us. And so, and he would. He said this. He said, if we make him our God, he will supply. He will supply. He promised it. All of our needs according to our riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. You are so good. He is that good. He is that good. He yeah. is that good. Children yeah. are dismissed. You can go ahead and send children back. Go ahead and take a seat. Uh, good morning. We are so blessed to be here. We're happy to have you all here with us this morning. Uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> what a good God. Um. So we, uh, if you have a phone with you this morning, if you would not mind turning that off, silencing it, uh, making sure that um, 
that it's not going to ring during service and disrupt service. Uh, we want to make sure that we are protecting the flow of our services. And in doing that, we need to make sure our phones are silent. Um, and then no gum or food in the sanctuary. We all know this. Just bring water in. Um, if you would like to order a CD or a DVD um, of any of our services, make sure you fill it out in the information booth. Um, and then we have a new announcement that I did not put in announcements this morning. Oh. I put it on here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But um, so just black out the screen while I say that. Um, so Pastor Ike is coming in July. And we are so excited to have him back in our services. So this is going to be a Saturday night, 7 p.m. And a Sunday morning, 10 a.m. And a Sunday night, 7 p.m. So, praise the Lord. Be expecting this is July 9th through the 10th. So, that's a Saturday and Sunday, July 9th through the 10th. Make sure you mark your calendars uh, and write it down. Uh, have it planned out to be here because you bring a supply. When you come to service, you're bringing a supply. Every single time you come, you are bringing a supply. So, be here. Bring your supply. Have your supply ready before service by being in prayer and all of those things, just like for today's service. Um, but praise the Lord. So we have, um, oh, we ha and then we have all of our regular services this week. Um, so we'll say that. Those were gone. I think you're in the wrong thing. It's okay. <laughs> I think you have the wrong thing open because this is not the right. It's okay. Um, so if you want to just go to the, oh, it's not even up there then. Okay, just close down. We're, we're, we, don't, we don't need slides this morning. <laughs> That's the wrong one altogether. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we have uh, Lonnie and Sonia's anniversary today. So we have lots of celebrations this month, but we are so excited. The seven years. Praise the Lord. I know this because I have the same year. <laughs> I love to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so praise the Lord. Make sure you bless them. Uh, wish them a happy anniversary today um, and, and see what you can do to bless them. You know, uh, they said at the worship conference we were in in Iowa, they mentioned how when you, uh, that you need to sow seeds into the younger generation. And, uh, and so he was talking, specifically, he was talking about if you see someone uh, who is really talented at music, go pay for their le piano lessons. Go pay for, you know, whatever. But this is a marriage we're talking about. If you want prosperity in your own marriage, sow into someone else's marriage, especially they are great ground. So praise the Lord. Um, anyway, that's off topic. And then we have lots of birthdays this month. So first up, we have my birthday so Yay! praise the Lord. <laughs> and then we have sunny scott uh the day after so that's june 9th and then oh, yeah. june 11th we have miss alessia she's gonna oh, be yeah. one. Oh my goodness we're so excited so we have another one-year-old she's walking is she walking already not yet she she'll be there soon so almost a new toddler and then june 13th we have mckenna's birthday oh yeah so make sure you wish her a happy birthday and then june 15th we have elijah uh elijah is miss debbie's grandson who just started coming. He's going to be four. So we are so excited to bless him and uh, celebrate with him. And then June 16th, we have uh, my mom Lacey's birthday. We yeah. are so excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then uh, June 18th, we have two birthdays. We have Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson. Yeah. 
and oh. Keith Ziesler. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then at the end of the month, June 29th, we have Elliot's birthday. That's Miss Tabby's grandson. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So that is all the announcements we have. So if you want to just turn to the side and bless someone as our pastor comes up and gives us yeah. a great word this morning. Oh. Uh, I think uh, you meant Debbie Baronik's grandson. His, his name is White. Yeah, she said Elijah. McCarty. Okay, that one. Okay. So I should have known White was born later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, huh. <laughs> God changed everything on me, kind of. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about impartations today. <laughs> I I felt like I didn't you know I started to look it up one day just kind of write some notes, and then I then I was studying you know we had the wedding and then you want to do the wedding right, <laughs> so you don't look at the book until there's another wedding and sometimes there's not another wedding for another year, and and so I was kind of looking at the wedding stuff. And, and then I had a study when I got home last night, and I was all on healing. And then he got, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I, okay, and then I, I started getting stuff, though, while I was addressing Eve. Okay, so Hebrews, go to Hebrews 6. <laughs> Verse 1. Oh, Father, I thank you. Help me. <laughs> I thank you, Father, that you're going to open up the eyes of all of our understanding. You're going to flood our hearts with light and that we really truly know the hope to which we have been called and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints, that we have such a glorious inheritance, Lord God, such a glorious inheritance. Even the peace of God is an inheritance, it says in the book of John, that we inherit God's peace. And when we're all in turmoil, God, we can go to that. Go to that. Thank you. Thank you for all the inheritance, God. But that we might know it and that we might know that the resurrection power of God lives inside of us. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Father, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And it quickens and makes alive our mortal bodies, God. Mortal means death-bound, but, but it, it's like, or we're going to go someday. But that when you, when you say that, you can go to the different parts. You say, okay, Lord God, your resurrection power and life goes to my kidneys. Your resurrection power goes to my intestines. They go to my bones, to my back or whatever it is, because it says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is piercing, penetrating, permeating, and saturating. And, and because I was a nurse, I always think of it like an injection. It went, it pierced. It, 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 it's it piercing, it's permeating, it's saturating, you know, whatever part that's there. So, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. That's his resurrection power. It lives in you. 
See, I didn't plan to say that, but that's God. <laughs> I'm just going to do what God wants. Okay, now, verse 1, amplify. The, you know what? Nope. You, we can put it, keep it up there, but uh, the Lord, at the last minute, you should have seen me. I got my glasses out, and I was like, oh, I got to go, oh, God. <laughs> and he says, look it up in the Amplified. It's better. Amplified yeah. No, I mean the passion. The passion. You know, somebody said that they were kind of putting down the Passion Bible, but there's some things in it that are beautiful. Uh, I read Ephesians out of the Passion at weddings now because it's, it's really beautiful. Okay. It says, now is the time. Now is the time. For us to progress beyond the basic measure of Christ and advance into perfection. You, got, you don't just keep saying, okay, hey, you need to get born again. You need to get born again. You need to get, you are born again. And you don't keep coming. If you sinned, you go to him and say, tell him your sin. And in 1 John 1, 9, you know, I confess my sin to you, Lord. Say it right out, whatever it was. He, he knew it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that you're, he's faithful and just to forgive you and, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But see, you can't, you can't, okay, we've got to go and get in filled with the Holy Ghost. Go on to perfection. Go into signs, wonders, and miracles. Go into more perfection. That's why I'm associated with whom I'm associated because I see that maturity, it just keeps going up, 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 up. Learning things from, from that instead of staying. Okay, the cross is wonderful, but we go beyond it. So, so why? So we can help other people. So now is the time to progress beyond the basic measure of Christ and advance into perfection. And actually, that means the beginning of Christ. Okay? The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon, turning away from our dead works. In other words, useless deeds. When I, I mean, it was all works. We learned that we had to do works. Nobody told me I had to receive Jesus in my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. And everything religious, you know, it wasn't, you couldn't show your love for God. You were kind of, you know, and everything was head knowledge instead of heart knowledge. See, you could see it's dead. And it says in this Passion Bible on the bottom, useless deeds, dead works are attempts of people to please God through religion, keeping religious laws and traditions and serving others to gain influence with God. This was one work that brings life to all, the work of Jesus dying on the cross. It brought life to us, and we can't take the, the credit for what, what we do. In fact, everything we do is because he anointed us to do it. You can't stand here. I can't stand here without him, and I give him all the glory for it. Nothing. Okay, so, okay, now let's go back to the scripture. Okay, it says, the foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turn away from our dead works to embrace faith in God. We're not moved by what we see, by what we feel, by what we hear. 
teaching and the teachings about different baptisms. Yeah. And, and there are, there's, there's uh, the baptism of fire, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See, but see, people make a big deal of, oh, that's not for today. Nothing has passed away in the Bible. And we are to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it's not weird. It is in the Bible. Am I a man that I should lie, says the Lord? <laughs> he didn't, he isn't going to change something that's in the Bible. Read the Bible. See, but if you aren't really spirit-filled, you don't understand things in there. <laughs> Okay, and it says the baptism of suffering, Jesus' cross. I was told every time I had an ouchie when I was little that I should offer it up to Jesus for the sufferings he did on the cross. If I was bleeding, <laughs> the, see, they, there's different baptisms, and that's wonderful. We, you should get baptized after you're born again, but, you know, it's, it's not going to make you go to heaven or hell. <laughs> All right, it's well. <laughs> the only thing that makes you go to heaven is receiving Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior. Because I've been at funerals, and I'm going to say this: see, I I didn't plan any of this. This is God. I've been at funerals, and they said because they were baptized into the church that they went to heaven. Sure, okay, so they can go drink, take drugs, do <laughs> do all these things, steal, you know. <laughs> or whatever it is, murder. And because they were baptized as a baby, they were sprinkled, they didn't know what was going on. That is not true. Why does it even say this? See, we have to go beyond this. Not beyond it. You don't leave it out. But, but, but you don't keep going over it and over it and over it as something that has to be learned every Sunday. Okay. Um, teaching about different baptisms, impartation by laying on of hands. People think we're cuckoo because we do that. I've heard it. I've heard all the junk. I hear the junk. There's still, lately it's been coming again to people. Well, she's a woman. Why would you? <laughs> okay. Even the resurrection of the dead. It says this is, this is babies. I mean, you should know that stuff. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. In other words, we're gonna if you're born again and have Jesus living in your heart, you'll get resurrected, but there will be eternal judgment of people who aren't. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's not but we're supposed to go beyond this. So with God's enablement, we will move on to deeper truths. Okay. So with that said. <laughs> Okay, God does not reach down from the ceiling to touch someone. The hands are in the body of Christ. That's another whole teaching. I mean, we could go into that. Jesus is the head, and he is not detached from his body. Are you detached from your body? No, I mean, his, his head's floating out there. He's something different. He's up at the ceiling with his head watching. And yet, we're, we are the arms, the legs, the hands, the feet. 
the knees, the joints, the little toe. <laughs> and the little toe's important because you don't get, you aren't balanced if you don't have a little toe or a big toe. <laughs> I know because I've had toe problems. <laughs> it hurts in your or knees. <laughs> you know, but we're all those joints and we're supposed to be one with each other. See, and not jealous of each other, not upset with each other. And if I get corrected or whatever, you know, um, we're supposed to be in unison. Our body, when it feels good when it's in, in balance, doesn't it? Our body feels good. Okay. No, see, but the hands are in the body. He is the head. He's not the hand. The hands or the body. Now, it says in, in the Great Commission, it says to lay hands in um, Mark, in Mark um, 16. I knew where it was, but uh, okay. Mark 16, it says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's for the whole body of Christ. Except if we're in a service, let whoever's ministering. Like, I don't run up there if we have a, a, a speaker, minister and lay hands on unless they ask me to come up. Um, and, um, you know, we don't do that uh, if the minister is in the church. However, outside of it, you are to lay hands on the sick. If they want hands laid on them, lay hands on them. Lay hands on your family. Lay hands on strangers. And they shall recover. Now, the other kind of laying on of hands, though, don't do unless you have the anointing of the pastor. Or the fivefold ministry. You know what? If somebody says, lay hands on me for my marriage, uh, they say, lay hands on me because of this or that or whatever. Okay. So now, with that all said, you got it, right? God, God has it. Romans 1 11. I remember uh, Dr. Dufresne used to, um, when he first came, he said, all right, well, let's read it first. <laughs> it says, for I am yearning to see you. I'm yearning to see your face. That I may impart and share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen and establish you. you. You know, live stream is okay, but it's better to have your face here. And just by, just by accident, I, I, was, I didn't even know I was going to do this, and I heard Nancy Dufresne say, I was listening to Thursday night's teaching at the Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky, and, and she said, Many times people would come into the church and she would see their face. And God says, change your sermon just for them. And the sermon did good for it. But see, if she didn't see their face, she would not have known what to impart to them through the scriptures. She just happened to say that. And I thought that was so good. I thought, I'm going to use that. Yeah, I thought this morning I'm going to use that. You know, and I actually fell asleep after that. So... I don't know what else she said. <laughs> but Romans 1.11 says, I'm yearning to see you. I will tell you that's one of the reasons we go there. 
I'm not trying to get even built up or I'm, I'm, they, they need to see your face to impart yes. that, that yes. to impart the anointing that yes. they have. Yes. I tell you, one of the times I said, I want it. I want what she's got. I want what she's got. God, I'm going there with such. And finally, she says, have the ministers come up to lay on hands. And I stood in a place where I really wasn't supposed to. It was between the chairs. Here was a row. And I was standing right like in the middle. Then there were more rows. And, you know, it was at the end. And she always stands on the step. And she, she thought the usher did say, and I, he said, no, let's just stop right before me. And nuts. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> and then I kind of stood back, and she, she laid hands on me anyway. She didn't know that the usher didn't want it. And I tell you, I just collapsed to the floor and hit the chairs. I was just so ready. I want it all. And, and she went, oh, did I hurt you? Did I hurt you? I went, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> because I went, no, I'm fine. I mean, I just crashed, hit the chairs and everything. And I was not hurt at all because I was receiving it. See, that's an impartation. So see, that's why sometimes you, you I long to see your face. It's better to come to church, actually. And there's more anointing when there's a corporate anointing. Okay, uh, it says that I might impart to strengthen and establish you. Yeah, that's amplified. Okay, 1 Timothy 1.6 says, Wherefore I put you in remembrance. So you can put up... Is that 2 Timothy? Did I put that down? See, I was in it. It's one... Okay. Uh, I was... Writing stuff awfully fast, putting little notes down. Thank you. No, it is. It's Second Timothy. Okay, it's Second Timothy one six. So, wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the laying on of hands it's an impartation now people say that that laying on of hands are like all this stuff is passed away and it hasn't it's in the new testament it's the laying on of hands and there's nothing wrong with it okay in fact it's good unless the person is a big sinner or something like that and they're going to impart something wrong to you Okay, it says, let me read it out of here. That is why I would remind you to stir up and rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you, Timothy, by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. And it's not just ordination, though. It's the laying on of hands of that. You impart to them a supply yes. to fill in an area that's not, that's lacking. Yes. Okay, that lacking could be money, yes. finances. Yes. It could be sickness. Yes. It could be mental illness. 
It could be, yeah, your children, um, your, your marriage. And what it does, it imparts a supply that it's going to, if you have a shaky marriage and they, you're laying hands on them for that or whatever that supply is needed, you'll get that supply if that's what you're asking for. Wow. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> okay, go to 1 Timothy 4. 14 through 16. See, and there's some people, sometimes when we're in like California and that stuff, uh, Nancy Dufresne will, Pastor Nancy will have people uh, like, okay, she'll say Joel Siegel, and Joel Siegel has an endowment for cancer. And some of them have maybe for ears and endowments for heart. Nancy has it for the heart, for, for heart trouble. And um, yeah, for backs, uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Jacobs has a lot of them. <laughs> yep. So it says, do not neglect the gift which is in you, that special inward endowment which was directly imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. Now, it could be the one that was imparted to you, even, even if somebody laid hands on you, or an endowment of the fivefold ministry that was given to them to lay hands. But it's both there, okay? By prophetic utterances, when the elders laid their hands on you, practice and cultivate and meditate upon these duties. Now, if you get a word from the Lord, meditate on it. Go over it and over it almost every day. Because you will get that. If you just leave it go, you don't even remember what it said. See, that one time I got one that I would be 20 to 30 years younger. I think that was 2008. I'm not sure. And um, no, it was here. Or here or at the old church. Okay. See, throw yourself wholly into this, these words as, as, so that your progress may be evident to everybody. Look well to yourself, to your own personality. And, and, if you're, and to your teaching, persevere in these things. Hold on to them. For by so doing, you will save yourself and those who hear you. You'll be able to help a lot, a lot of, of different, different people. See, an impartation provides a supply to fill in the area that's lacking which enables a believer to complete your destiny. And you all, God has a destiny and a plan for every single one of you. <laughs> what, you know what? Uh, I, somebody that I'm really close to said the other day, they said, I'm not in the plan of God because I can't stand what I'm doing. And it's because I talked to them a little bit about it. And... Um, and I said, yep, I, I remember I loved what I was doing at the YMCA. Woo, yeah. And it was just like, and right. I, did, I stayed there for 14 years. But, um, 
but all of a sudden I couldn't stand it. And it was exercise, but I mean, not that I couldn't stand the exercise, I just didn't want to go there anymore. And I want, okay, so then we opened a homeschool, that's what I wanted to do, <laughs> teach kids. <laughs> and, and then a few years later, I didn't want to do that either. So that lady took over some. And, um, uh, and then, yeah, going into the prison was the same thing. It was. It was after how many years? Seven years. We went into the prison every Sunday for seven years. And um, and Omaha, and Omaha Correctional Center. But uh, that's right. And then it just it wasn't. It said it's something that there that and see it could be a good thing. You see what I was? Make sure God, you're in the will of God. We were no longer in it, so we needed to get out of it. <laughs> but. These impartations can go into areas, I, I, I didn't realize I wrote this down, like a shaky marriage, sickness or pain in the body, lack of financing, uh, parenting struggles, a lack of boldness, and it can stop you from fulfilling the plan of God for your destiny. Fear. See, remember it says, stir up the gift that was imparted to you, Timothy. And right after that, it says, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power, power. He gave it all to you. Love. He, he imparted his love. It's shed abroad in our heart and a sound, not dementia, not, not something wrong with it, not depression. He's not a guy who should lie. <laughs> So any area that needs help can be complete and whole with an impartation if you come up, you come for that. And it can improve so that whatever God wants you to do will be accomplished supernaturally in your life. See, and if you get, I guess I said this already, meditate on those prophecies given to you. That, re, that somebody laid hands on you. See, walk in that transmission. In other words, you're transmitting from one place to another and allow it to develop in yeah. you. Yeah. And sometimes, though, if somebody says, well, you're going to be uh, in the fivefold ministry. Somebody said that to me. In fact, it was Terry Pearson's. And uh, I wasn't in it for 12 years. I didn't try to push it. I didn't try to make it happen. I just let it relax. <laughs> Let God do it. And then all of a sudden I had a church. We had a church on our head. Yeah. And so see, you don't, you don't try to, to do, if you do that, you're, you're not, you're probably not going to make it because you were not prepared for it. You got to go through some things. And I say that even the YMCA was a training ground and things like that can be a training ground. The school was a training ground. Because there's things you got to encounter. But see, okay, so, um, okay, an impartation provides an, a supply to fill the area that's lacking so you can complete your destiny. And we said that already. I just want to say, go to Colossians 2, 18 and 19. And this says who you are in Christ. See, Get those scriptures, who you are in Christ. Especially if you're feeling bad or somebody said something to you or 
I mean, every once in a while, I have to go through that and get rid of right. even depression or, I mean, you know, it's probably oppression. Oppression isn't as bad as depression because it just feels oppression. Kenneth Hagin said is those demons try to come around you and tell you how bad you are. And then, you know, they surround you and see, you goofed up. And the worse you feel about yourself, the more you goof up. <laughs> it's true. Colossians 2, what did I say, 18 and 19. Yeah. Let no one defraud you. Wait a minute. Well, maybe it is. Um, wait a minute. Let me see something. Is this the right scripture that I want? Okay. Let, I, well, let's say it anyway. <laughs> hmm. Let no one defraud you by acting as an umpire and declaring you unworthy and disqualifying you for the prize. And, oh boy, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels. Some religions do that. Even denominations. Taking his stand on visions he claims he has seen, vainly puffed up by his sensuous notions and inflated by his unspiritual thoughts and fleshly conceit, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the entire body, supplied and knit together by means of its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. That's why we got to be connected. we got to be not in strife or gossiping about each other or talking about each other or angry about each other. we got to keep together no matter what. You know, right down on the bottom, if... Uh, yeah, on, even on verse 20 in the middle, though, why do you live as you still belong to the world? Why? Why do you submit to rules and regulations such as? But see, this was taught to me for 40 years. Do not handle this. Don't eat that. Taste that. Don't even touch them. When I was a little girl, we could not even sit by someone in a movie unless they were from our church. Unless you had permission, you could not go to a wedding that was not in that church or of the different, unless you had permission. You couldn't do anything. <laughs> I, okay, so see, do you see, do you see it's right in the Bible? When I read the Bible, I started putting, I recognized it. Okay, first referring to things all of which perish with being used. To do this is to follow human precepts and doctrines, people making them up. Such practices have indeed the outward appearance for wisdom in promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion and delight in self-humiliation and severity of discipline of the body, but they are of no value in checking the indulgence of the flesh, the lower nature. Instead, they do not honor God, but they serve to indulge the flesh because they're using the flesh 
to think that you can get more religious. Do you get this? Do you get it? I, I don't even know if that... Um, I think I've actually got the wrong scripture, though. <laughs> what I wanted to say to you, but it was good anyway. Maybe God wanted it. Okay, what I wanted to say to you, the fullness of the Godhead lives in you. Where is that? <laughs> yeah, it's Colossians 2. Well, what did I have here? Oh, it's 9 and 10, and I said 19 and 20. You know what? That could have been God. <laughs> Verse 9. For in him, in whose him? Jesus. Okay, Colossians 2, put up there 9 and 10. Yeah, or you got it already. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And guess what? Next verse. You are in him if you're born again. You are made full, having come to fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead. You're filled with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you can reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all the rule and authority of all the demonic spirits and all the junk of every angelic principality and power. I actually have Romans 8, 11 um, on there. Um, okay, and we're going to, yeah, that's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And it makes alive your liver, your spleen, your back, your bones, your joints. Because <laughs> it pierces, penetrates, permeates, and saturates. So, okay. So this is the importance you have, though. You're filled with the Godhead. And there is strength in being connected. And the impartation of us receiving is not just for our benefit. When somebody lays hands on you, it's not even the person. It's him. And you, you ask him what you need. You can ask him privately. God, I want to quit this sin. You know, give me more strength to quit. It's, but you know what? What you receive is not just for your benefit. It's for the benefit of other people. So that we can talk to the body of Christ and we can, we can do, you know, uplift people and help people. See, an impartation can be defined as a deliverance or a rescue even. <laughs> Some fuzz. It's probably our cat's hair. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> anyway, it's an angel. <laughs> okay. They can strengthen this impartation can strengthen you, it can correct you, it can rescue you, it can rescue your finances, rescue your children, correct your thinking, and change the course of your ministry or whatever you're doing. In fact, impartations are vital. But you have to work on your spiritual growth every day. Every day. 
and you know sometimes it requires separation and discipline we were invited to the wedding but I ch we chose not to go because I had to get into the word I mean I had to get into the word and I wanted to go <laughs> but see sometimes it's it's hard on the flesh our people are all going out and going somewhere fun and you know you want to go with them in a, nope <laughs> yeah but, but it's hard <laughs> you didn't have to honey I'm trying to get a point across but you don't have to say that <laughs> yeah I know it but he's he does that too okay so uh, anyway it's hard on the flesh but wonderful for your spirit and so you'll start renewing that's another thing I mean we're talking about renewing your mind though when you you've got to read this and then meditate on what you are reading. <laughs> oh, God wants to be happy. Man, I tell you, Ken preached on Wednesday night, and we got to be hilarious. I still laugh. I still think of some of the stuff he said. <laughs> Especially the one about Mark and Lacey. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, no, we don't want to forgive you. That was fun. <laughs> and yet he got the word across. Beautiful. I mean, who we are in Christ, it was so good. And everybody was so happy we didn't leave till 1030. I'll say, <laughs> nobody left till 1030. <laughs> Anyway, but if you don't grow spiritually, see, you've got to renew your mind so that your flesh starts to obey you. And if you don't grow spiritually, what is it? your flesh and unrenewed mind gang up on you. They start to gang up on your spirit. And I've and just at the last minute, in fact, I had my suitcase, my case all closed. And, and ready to go, and I had to open it up and put down the scripture because I thought of a couple of scriptures while I was getting ready. Because <clears throat> that, that, that flesh of yours will gang up in your spirit. See, your flesh decays. This body decays in the grave and, and tries to drag you into a lifestyle you don't want to live. And I apologize for the air conditioning. I thought it was working, but it's not. John 6.63. That's what I thought of before. And then in Romans 8, too. That's because it's from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> John 6.63. Oh, and it's the truth. See, even, even saying, well, I'm going to forego doing this fun thing because I really need to get into the Word. I remember Dufresne said, you know, he, he would be traveling on the road all the time, and then he would come home for a week or so, and he would go, ah, Monday morning. He'd say, ha, huh, let's go look at some houses or let's go, you know, someplace that's, that's a sightseeing or something. You know, in California, that would be easy. But, um, and, he, and Nancy would say, nope, 
not until I get in the Word and do my daily devotion, I won't go. And he said she would not go. <laughs> and look where she's at. <laughs> okay, so 663, it is the Spirit that gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatever. There is no profit in your flesh. The words and the truth that I have been speaking to you, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. There's a huge difference when you're coming, even in preaching, the head or here. All right, he's doing it. Go to Romans 8, and that'll be the last scripture. 8, 2. Uh, it's got a lot of reading here, but... Um, I didn't have time to look. <laughs> Could you get me a, a Kleenex or Kim or somebody? Oh, I got it. <laughs> he beat you. Gosh, now I'm loaded. That's why I got so many in my purse. <laughs> okay. It says, well, first of all, it does say, let's go to the King James. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Don't let anybody condemn you. But it is who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now there is a law. This is, this is not a law from the Old Testament. This is a New Testament law. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and the law of death. It made them free. For what the law could not do. Just what I was reading before. You can't do this and you can't do that and you can't eat this on a certain day. And, you've, and there's another scripture that talks about observing uh, holy days and, and stuff like that and observances of the moon and And it's not right. It's all in the Bible. For what the law could not do, the Jewish law even, that it was weak through the flesh because we couldn't do it. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was just like us. And for sin, can, he, he for sin condemned sin while he was in the flesh. He took that sin on in his flesh, all of our sins. He never sinned, but he took all our sins on. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, in the new law. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And you know what the righteousness of the law is in this case? It's faith. See, Jesus became sin for us, who never, he never knew any sin. 
but he, ex he took on our sins and said, here, take my righteousness so you can get born again. See, okay, but he fulfilled that righteousness of the law who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Now, it's the law of faith, and faith is a law. And if you don't operate in the flesh, like, okay, so I got all these symptoms. Here's an example. I got all these symptoms, but I'm not walking by sight. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to walk by faith that says, by his stripes I am healed. I don't walk by what I see, what I hear, what I... That's why, I mean, whose report do you believe? It says in Isaiah 53. And if you call and say, please, please pray that my report will be good from the doctor, you're not in faith. I, and I've actually said, no, I won't pray for that. And I didn't mean to, I explained why. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but... No, that means you're not in faith because you have to believe the report of God. Faith believes what God says above the five senses. What you hear from the doctor even. What you feel in your body. What you see in your body. It's like right now. I got something running here. Itches. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And I am going to go have it checked. But, but uh, it, it's just like, I thought, I don't care. I curse you to the roots anyway. Yeah. And if it has to be removed, it has to be removed. That's, you know what I'm talking about? Don't not go to the doctor, but I just don't believe the devil's report. <laughs> and that's faith. For they that are after the flesh do bind the things of the flesh. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I probably got cancer. I probably, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Walk in faith. God's a healer. Okay. Uh, but they that are after the Holy Spirit mind the things of the Spirit. But to be carnally, fleshly minded is death and defeat. It defeats you. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal, fleshy mind, you know, somebody call it a meat eater. <laughs> carnal means meathead. Meathead. <laughs> the meathead mind <laughs> is an enemy against God. <laughs> For it is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can it be. Okay, I know I'm reading a lot. So then they that are in the flesh, once they're a Christian, you, you just don't please God when you're in the flesh all the time. But you are not, but you, he's actually saying, since you're a Christian, you are not in the flesh, but you're in the spirit. If it so be that the spirit of God lives in you. And if you're a born-again Christian, the spirit of God does live in you. Even if you're doing bad stuff. <laughs> okay, so your body actually is dead because of sin. You have more grace to overcome anything when you're born again. Your old habits are easier to get rid of. But the spirit of life is in you. It's alive because of righteousness. The righteousness of God. 
Now here it is. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, who raised up Jesus from the dead? Dwell in you. So God the Father dwells in you. God the Son dwells in you. God the Holy Spirit dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead, God the Father raised up Christ from the dead, he shall quicken or make alive your mortal, which means death-bound, this body is going to decay in the grave. See, that's why they talk about the brain. It's so important, so important. And you know what? The, the biggest genius with the highest IQ in the world only knows a fourth of a teaspoon of what God knows. I always like to say, I got that from Keith Moore. Well, I was going to say something more to, whoops, I said more to, um, it will make alive, okay, so that death bound, you're going to think death bound if you don't remind, renew your mind. You're going to solve all your problems just like you always did in the world. So what was the use? What was the use of getting born again if you're not going to renew your mind, know who you are in Christ, know what's in here, because then you, you don't use what's in here to live a higher into, into a higher realm than other people who are and the neighbor down the street. And it, you know, it even says, you know, don't, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink and all that stuff. And I heard, I heard Chris Moore say that too. He says, People do, though. You know, there's talking about a huge food shortage. But, but, you know, people do this, and he says, you're no better than the neighbor down the street who's panicky, who's worrying about all that stuff. You know? So, so see, we have got to go, do you see what I mean? Higher. Higher than just... This flesh is going to die, and we're... I don't know where it was... We're so worried about our brain. <laughs> but you see, that brain is part of the body, right? And this body is going to go to the grave. And it's going to decay. And the brain's going to decay. But your soul area, which is your mind, your mind, your mind, is going to go up into wherever or down into wherever. Your spirit... And your soul will go to heaven or hell, but your body will decay. And someday, if you go to heaven, you'll get a new body. <laughs> but do you see that brain's going to decay in the grave? But the mind isn't, so renew it. Reprogram it. Get it. Get it all. You know, so you're happier. <laughs> Okay, but it, oh, so he raised up Christ from the dead, shall make alive your mortal bodies. Okay, I, the Lord said, quit. Okay, so everything that I said, we are going to have, I'm going to ask you if you want to change something in your life, you tell God what it is. And I believe God gave me this to impart a, a grace and a, and a strength to change it in you. You don't have to say what it is. You know, maybe it's overcoming something in the flesh. Uh, okay, so that's what we're going to do.
And I, I would, uh, we need some music, or how can we? Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. You know what? Now it's not me. Remember that. And maybe it's for your kids, for your family. Maybe it's for your body. Maybe it's for both of them. You know, whatever it is. Maybe it's for your money, finances, uh, your marriage, all those stuff I mentioned. Maybe it's for you want to know the destiny of for your life. Remember, he's, his hands are in the body. And then one time, I also had a prophecy with that, that 30 years younger, 20 to 30 years younger ones. And it said that your hands will tingle. And you are to lay them on people so that they know. And it actually sounded like what we're talking about. They know something or impart to them something that God wants to give them. It's totally God working through what they are doing. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. Amen. (laughs) Okay, there it is. That's it. You took it. Okay, there it is. (laughs) You you got it. You got it. Okay, there it is. Yep. God that he left me you are the Lord my healer 